the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed the Bob France Authority. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us. As we get underway, it's seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the third morning of the month of January in the year of our Lord, 2019. So far, two for two. I messed up the month yesterday, but not the year. (laughs) Hopefully I'll uh, uh, be able to avoid that. Do you ever do that? How deep into the new year? Uh, do you usually go before you start getting comfortable saying or writing the new year? You know, we're not a check society quite as much anymore because of instant payment by way of swiping your debit card or Apple Pay by touching your card to a screen or whatever, so we don't write checks as much. But back in the day when we used to write checks for a lot of things, I cannot tell you. I mean, sometimes it's into, what, March, April, before people stop writing the wrong year on their check when they date it. Uh, we don't write it as much anymore, but it is still a problem for a lot of folks getting uh, getting into the new year and identifying it correctly. But it is the year of our Lord 2019, and we appreciate you joining us this morning. Coming up on the program, special day today because it's Cursinow Day, even though it's not Tuesday. Tuesday, of course, was the New Year's holiday. We were off the air for uh, the holiday, or not off the air, but we just had a best of show for you. So Peter was unable to join us. He will be back with us today at 10.05, and we are going to be talking about, naturally, the biggest story of the day, which continues to be the government shutdown. The government shutdown that is going to remain in effect for a very, very long time, especially since Nancy Pelosi has made it clear. As the incoming speaker, there's never going to be a nickel authorized by the Congress with the Democrats in charge to pay for a wall. Nothing for the wall. 
That's the message Nancy Pelosi is giving as she prepares to once again become Speaker of the House. Pelosi making those remarks in an interview with NBC. President Trump says he remains willing to work with Democrats to secure the nation's borders, but is digging in on his demand for a barrier between the U.S. and Mexico. However, Rhode Island Democratic Congressman David Cicilline tells Fox News at night. He made up a fight in order to shut the government down, frankly, to distract from the many other problems the administration has. Democrats will take over control of the House today at noon. This is, uh, by the way, just how uh, maniacal these people are. I mean, seriously, they're lunatics. Uh, this Democrat uh, that you just heard there, are, he's making up a fight in order to distract from other problems the administration is having. No, he said he wanted a border wall, not last year in 2018, not the year before that in 2017, not the year before that in 2016. He said he wanted a border wall when he first announced his run for president. In 2015, he has been consistent on this from the beginning, and now the Democrats are claiming he is just making up a fight, picking a fight over a, an unimportant issue to avoid uh, dealing with distractions or, or other issues that the administration is having. That's how just insane they truly are. The president has been very clear. This has been his priority from the beginning. We need a physical barrier. Everything else is bells and whistles. I know more about drones than anybody. I know about every form of safety that you can have. And it's all good, but it's just very minor compared to the power of a wall. He's 100% right. Drones and, and, and cameras and other kinds of technology to spot uh, illegal crossers. That's super. We can spot them now in a lot of ways, but we're not able to stop them. We need something that can stop them. The physical barrier is easily the most effective manner to do that. That's why Senator Lindsey Graham says, give the president his money. Give president the $5 billion we need for wall slash border security as a down payment to secure in the border. Uh, the DACA population, about 700,000, give them work permits, three-year work permits, so they don't have to worry about getting deported anytime soon. And that's a, that's a starter, I suppose. That's something that we can talk about. It's something the president has already offered. He's offered a full-on amnesty and a path to citizenship for DACA in exchange for this border wall. That's how important the border wall is to the president, but the Democrats said no to it many, many, many times. And that's why we're at the standstill where we are. They're going to send a bill from the House to the Senate that has no money for the wall, it's not going to see the light of day. Mitch McConnell's never going to bring a bill onto the floor of the Senate that doesn't have money for the wall. And Mitch McConnell has said as much already, by the by. Mitch McConnell has said again and again and again, I will not bring this up for a vote, a bill up for a vote that does not have the votes in this, in this chamber and that the president would not sign anyway. So the Democrats can posture and do all of these things uh, that he wants to or that they want to, but it's not going to go through the United States Senate. And, of course, the president is not going to sign it, which is, of course, appropriate. It is the right thing. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, new talk show host on Salem Media, one of our new syndicated hosts you hear right here on AM 1420, The Answer says, the president needs to make sure that he is dug in for this fight. The wall is non-negotiable. He has to make it clear that the wall is non-negotiable, despite the fact that now the lunatics will take over the asylum in the House as the Democrats. People like Maxine Waters become chairpeople. That means he's not going to get the requisite funding he needs from Congress. So he needs to continue to reprogram monies from the defense budget because this is now a national security 
security issue. Secondly, there's a saying in Washington, and it is very, very true, that personnel is policy. Uh, we've had people leave the White House. We've had people from the cabinet uh, move on. He needs to create more MAGA-driven people inside the building. He has to have people who are loyal to the MAGA agenda, the Make America Great Again agenda, uh, come into the building to support him. And uh, people like Mick Mulvaney need to stay as chief of staff, not just acting chief of staff. If he does those things, we can survive the next two years of insanity in Congress. Well, we hope we can. Uh, Dr. Gorka knows a lot about this as a former Trump secure, a national uh, or Trump advisor, rather. Uh, he, he knows an awful lot about this, and I agree. He does need more people who agree with his agenda, the Make America Great agenda, are surrounding him. But he then also needs to listen to them. He really, really does. I also like what the, what uh, Dr. Gorka says about the DOD budget, about funding the border wall. If we can't get the lunatic asylum, uh, which is the uh, House of Representatives now that Nancy Pelosi and a whole bunch of uh, freshman Democrats, uh, Democrats in Congress are taking over, if we can't get them to come up with the money, which they absolutely should, because it's such a tiny drop in the bucket. I, I love that analogy, by the way. President Trump actually said uh, uh, to the uh, press yesterday, or actually not to the press yesterday, rather to the uh, uh, congressional Democrats that he, that he met with, uh, the leaders, um, he said $5 billion is like the cost of one day, or excuse me, one month rather, in Afghanistan. One month of what we spend on our troops being in Afghanistan. Now, I'm not complaining about the expenditures on having troops in Afghanistan. I am a believer Absolutely. And putting our troops in strategic positions around the world, and especially in the Middle East, to make sure we are there to try to continue to get intel on what things might be being planned or plotted against us and our allies, and also to be able to respond in a moment's notice because we're there. I'm not suggesting we shouldn't spend that money, but the president's right. We're willing to spend that money, but not $5 billion on a border wall to secure us here at home. Makes no sense. But if we can't get them to come up with that money, then why not, Dr. Gorka asks, take that money from the Pentagon, from the Department of Defense budget, which has all of the money that it needs? The $5 billion would be great, but right now, if you look at the amount of uh, people that are coming across the border illegally, you look at the arrests that ICE is making of MS-13 members, you look at the fentanyl threat, we had more than 60 thousand people die of overdoses last year. That's multiples of everybody who died in the Vietnam War. The southern border is a national security threat. So irrespective of what happens with the shutdown, we need to use defense appropriations to keep building the wall. And the money is there. I've outlined this before. Uh, the budget that the Congress approved for the military is roughly $82 billion. With a B, $82 billion heavy. And that's giving the Defense Department and the military everything that it asked for, and then some. They passed $82 billion more. That money is there. Let's repurpose that for building that border wall. I mean, if you can use that money to buy tanks, buy uh, aircraft carriers, buy uh, 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 bombers, uh, whatever other technology and, and physical equipment that you need, you can use it to build a wall as well. So the shutdown really has, uh, you know, shows no sign of, of ending. The president is, is meeting with these congressional leaders. He has offered to deal with them in a number of ways. They refuse to green light even a nickel for border security and a border wall. 
because of the politics of it all. In the first direct talk since a partial government shutdown began in December, President Trump met with congressional leaders from both parties in the Situation Room, with the president insisting that any deal to reopen the government must include money for a border wall with Mexico. The 5.6 billion is such a small number. Literally, it's a month, it's, it's one month in Afghanistan. And we're talking about national security. But Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and incoming House Speaker Nancy Pelosi insist that border wall funding is a non-starter. Of course, why do they insist that? Again, not to be redundant, I hate to do it, but you have to do it, right? You have to remind everybody that the congressional Democrats are placing their priorities on illegal immigrants and other countries, foreign nationals, over... American citizens and legal residents of this country. You have to keep pointing this out. All they care about is destroying Donald Trump in 2020. I mean, yes, they would like to impeach him and remove him from office before 2020, but they can't because the Democrat, or excuse me, the Senate is still in Republican hands and they would never convict him after a House impeachment. So it just wouldn't happen. So the best they can do is try to hope that uh, they can destroy him uh, uh, electorally in 2020. And they know full well that if they give him his border wall, A, it will invigorate his base and make him harder to beat in 2020. B, it will cost them their own base. Because they've been told very clearly, if you fund his agenda, including and especially that border wall, they will not come out financially and at the uh, at the uh, voting booths for them, talking about the Democrats. And so that's why we sit where we sit. It is all about politics. It is not about national security. And it is sickening to me, quite frankly, literally sickening to me, that the Democrats are willing to sacrifice lives. Let me say that again, to sacrifice lives over winning an election. Because people are being killed. They're being killed, being killed by drug cartels, drug runners. They're being killed by terrorists coming across that border. They're being killed by, and yeah, that's a big thing, by the way. I will explain that to you coming up after the traffic in a moment. Uh, but they're being killed by fentanyl and other da- da- dangerous, deadly drugs and the crime that comes with them. People are dying in the United States, as uh, Dr. Gorka pointed out, and the left doesn't care. All they care about is we can't let Trump have his wall or else he's going to win again. I want to hear your thoughts on this. We are guest-free in hour number one. We will not talk to a guest until 10.05 when the brilliant Peter Kersenow will be joining us. So if you want to get in on this, do it now. 216-901-0945, Either one of those numbers gets you here. You can also uh, tweet to me at Radio Done Right. Radio Done Right, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. Or you can also Facebook comment to me on this at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. And I'll read good comments that are worthy on the air. 920 now, that means traffic and weather coming your way right here on AM 14. Traffic and weather, traffic anyway, on AM 1420, The Answer. We will never fully understand what we've asked of our military service members, of their families, or their children, asking them to deploy, patrol, stay on watch, on point, asking them to put themselves in harm's way, to endure it all. But we do understand that it's our turn. 
our duty to bring them all the way home, to keep them secure, to have their backs for the rest of their lives. Wounded Warrior Project long-term support programs do whatever it takes to help our most severely ill or injured veterans live independently at no cost for life so that they might stand at ease. Find out how you can help at findwwp.org. Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up. The whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, 925 now. The Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, I mentioned to you um, a moment ago, uh, talking about the uh, border wall and talking about the funding and talking about the president and talking about uh, pushing back against uh, the the ongoing um, lunacy of the American left when when it pertains to border wall funding. Once upon a time, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, the leaders of the Democrat Party, once upon a time, they supported everything that Donald Trump is saying right now. Everything that they are saying right now. It is the sense of the Congress that the mission statement of the Immigration and Naturalization Service should include a statement that is the responsibility of the service to detect, apprehend, and remove those aliens unlawfully present in the United States, particularly those aliens involved in drug trafficking or other criminal activity, end quote. That is Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996. Do you know who voted for the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996? Yes, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. In the respective branches of chambers of Congress. You know who signed it into law in 1996? You can figure this out. You know who was president then. Bill Clinton did. The bill essentially contained all the promises that Donald Trump has made from a border wall to clamping down on visa overstays to robust interior enforcement and expedited deportations, except that it was tailored for that time period. Many of the provisions failed because they were ignored by past presidents and state local governments and twisted by the courts. The bill was designed to fulfill the wayward promise of 1986, the amnesty, that was actually approved by President Reagan. Biggest mistake of his presidency. And to finally fulfill the pledge and protect Americans from the cost of illegal immigration. Those promises have not been met. And millions of illegal aliens in this country later, millions of pounds of drugs later, trillions in costs later, These same politicians have no interest in rectifying the promise that they helped break once again. So in 1996, literally, the people who are leading right now, making the case for open borders, Pelosi and Schumer and their, uh, their acolytes in the Congress, these individuals 
actually voted for and supported the exact opposite. They voted for and supported the exact same thing that Donald Trump is calling for today. Think about that. Think about how insane that is. Think about how how unfair that is to the president to make it seem as though he is somehow being unreasonable by simply asking for something they already voted to approve. And why are they doing this? Solely because of politics. Now, I mentioned also before the break, before the the, uh, traffic there, that terrorists are coming across the border. Just yesterday, the Homeland Security Committee released a report entitled Stopping Terrorist Travel Through Illicit Pathways to the Homeland. It goes into great detail about the need for border security and immigration reform to stop terrorism in the United States. Since September 11, terrorists have looked at new ways to come to the United States. One of the most common ways is through our southern border, says Homeland Security. These people are called SIAs, Special Interest Aliens, because they're a threat to our nation. One SIA who originated in Afghanistan spoke with the Committee on Homeland Security while in custody in Panama about the route that he or she, it's anonymous, this individual, uh, how they came to the United States. Are you ready for this? I want you to listen to this. This is, this is really important. Now, we've got news here, but listen. This is an Afghani national interviewed by the Homeland Security Committee in a Panamanian holding center in the Darien Gap. All right? This was the route that the Afghani took to get to the United States. From Afghanistan, a flight to the UAE, United Arab Emirates. From the UAE, a flight to South Africa, to Brazil. From Brazil, hitchhiking to Colombia. From Colombia, hitchhiking to Panama. From Panama, hiking through the Darien Gap. The destination, the United States, via Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Mexico, and to the United States. The duration of that trip, three months. The cost of that trip, over $20,000. Where do these terrorists get this money? Where do you think? In Afghanistan, from the Taliban, the same organization that funded the 9-11 hijackers and the entire Al-Qaeda operation. You think $20,000 matters to them? It's, a, it's nothing. It's change. And if they, can in, if, they, if they can put in place and embed their terrorist operatives in the United States by way of our southern border, it is worth every nickel. But yet the left... They want you to believe we don't need a border wall because the only people coming across the border illegally are migrant farm workers, innocent, doing nothing wrong. That's what they want you to believe. But now you know at least a portion of the truth. Much more coming up after the news on AM 1420. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed it is, and it's 935. The Bob France Authority continues. Good song, by the way. Nice choice there by DJ Pastor Airman Lockhart. Um, 
Coming up, Peter Kirsten out in about uh, half an hour, 10.05 or so. Peter will be joining us for an extended discussion of the shutdown and more. One of the things that I do want to talk to Pete about is something that I kind of want to talk to you about. And that is the very dangerous, maniacal, almost insane Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Not overstating that. I am legitimately worried about her because I am legitimately worried about the following that this airheaded cocktail waitress from Westchester County, New York, who continues to pretend that she's from the Bronx, the following that she is building. She is taking Bernie Sanders' most wild, radical socialist ideas pumping them full of steroids, and then broadcasting them louder and further for all to hear. And she's not being shouted down by the Democrats. It's almost like they're ready to rally behind this 28-year-old cocktail waitress slash bartender who literally got her seat in Congress because a whopping 11% of the Democrats who voted in their primaries turned out to vote. 11% of that district turned out to vote, and she won, and suddenly she is acting as if she has a national mandate to turn this capitalist republic into a socialist dictatorship. I'm not even close to kidding. Her Green New Deal is a nightmare. Now, the good news is it would never pass today, The United States Senate and Donald Trump would never, of course, support such a thing. But the bad news is she's 28, and in seven years of promoting this kind of trash, she'll be 35. And when she's 35, they can run for president. Oh, Lordy, all bets are off. This is a terribly, terribly disturbing turn of events that I'll talk more about. After we get a few phone calls in, 216-901-0945, Mark in Fairview Park on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Mark. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. My problem is I sat down this morning, poured a cup of coffee, then I turned on your show, and my stomach just did flip-flops, okay? Uh, What you're talking about, these lefties, they're unhinged. I was watching a liberal talk show on on, uh, Fox, uh, Fox host. They had a guy on there by the name of uh, Behrman, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About- he, Tucker has him on all the time, so he can rip him apart. But yeah, he's a wild one from San Francisco. Yeah, he was asking him about the officer who was killed. He said, "Well, we f- we feel really bad about the officer, but you have to realize, you know, that other illegals they're afraid of these people also, you know." And I, I had to ask myself, "Is this guy for real?" He's like, "Give me a break." But the, yes, the bottom. But the bottom line is, these these politicians, I swear to God. That's how they feel, Mark. Hey, Mark, hold on. I don't mean to interrupt you, and I'll let you continue. But yes, that's how they feel. That that psycho out there in San Francisco literally believes that, saying illegals are afraid of cops. Therefore, if cops get killed by illegals, it's not the illegals' fault. They're afraid because the cops are what? Going to arrest them? Because they're going to uh, you know, turn them over to federal authorities and deport them? Hell, in most of those California cities anyway, they can't because of the sanctuary city laws. And in fact, California under for, uh, former Governor Jerry Brown uh, uh, proclaimed it to be a sanctuary state. It, it is insane they, they, the way they justified the murder of police officers by people who don't even belong in this country. But that's how they feel. I'm sorry, you got me fired up there, uh, Mark. Go ahead. Well, the point is going to make the line... The... 
these politicians, I swear to God, they had to be brought up on charges of, of treason for putting American, America and, and Americans' lives in danger, especially like Pelosi, who calls the wall immoral, and there's Schumer, well, you've seen him on TV, he's a wise guy, arrogant smartass, you know, and, and, and they're accomplices in endangering the American people. But I'd just like to finish up with, uh, with the gun control argument and that. I remember years back, they used to use the one line, uh, the uh, uh, anti-gun logic. If one person is saved by banning all guns, it's worth it. But I say, if one, one innocent person is saved by deportation and building the wall, do it. And Absolutely. Thank you for your time, Bob. Uh, you know, I completely concur, my friend. Thank you for making the call, Mark. I completely concur. First of all, it's going to be a lot more than one. But second of all, how much is a life worth? How much is a single life worth? How about two lives? How about ten lives? How about a hundred lives? Because these people being saved from being killed, either intentionally or unintentionally, by people who should not have been here had we actually enforced American law, uh, those lives are being weighed against dollar signs. They're being weighed. That's, there's no other way to say that. President Trump says $5 billion. How about $25 billion? The lives of the people who are dying at the hands of illegal immigrants and the drugs brought by illegal immigrants across our southern border and terrorists coming across our southern border, those lives are worth $5 billion. Those lives are worth $25 billion. To the liberals, to the Democrats, those lives aren't worth a pool of spit on the ground outside the Capitol. Nope. Not a nickel. But, but, but $5 billion is one-tenth of 1% of our annual $4 trillion budget. What do you mean, no? Nope, not a nickel. But, but $5 billion is the cost of one month of our troops in Afghanistan. What do you mean we can't protect American lives? Nope, not a nickel. I want this shouted from the metaphorical rooftops. I want everybody in America to listen to these liberals promise you that they're never going to pay a single dollar to put up a barrier that will help save American lives. And they will. It's just that simple. Even Chuck Schumer has admitted this, that a border barrier is easily and accurately the best way to stop illegal immigrants from coming into this country. He said so. He said it in 2009, he said it in 2013, he said it last year when he was willing to uh, fund the border wall in exchange for DACA recipients. He knows darn well that it's worth it. He knows darn well that it works. But it's just not important enough to him right now because politics matters more. Donnie, Euclid, you're on the air. Go ahead, Donnie. Good morning, Bob. First of all, I just want, I want to make, make two, good, uh, two points that I hope you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll like. Number one, these people are are, are 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 the biggest hypocrites. I can't stand them, and I'm using the genteel uh, term for what they are as hypocrites because the uh, old school street term, and I and I'll be delicate, is that they're full of unprocessed manure. Agreed. And I, and, and, and I can't. And I and I'm getting to the point to where it. Even uh, like uh, unlike the uh, caller before you, he could listen to that stuff. It nauseates me even on Fox to listen to these people, even in context. So when they come on, when they when they put them on with their little idiotic comments, I usually put it on mute until it goes back to the uh, host. And number two, 
there there was a time, maybe not in this so much in this country, but in other countries, if someone by these leaders and their incompetence and their refusal to to do to do what's lawful, there were people that would do one of two things: they would either go after them with pitchforks and torches, or they would go after them with tar feathers and a rail to run them out of town on. well you know but you're right they would have and they did and and it's 2018 and we don't now you know what we do need however though are metaphorical pitches and and or pitches uh, t- uh torches and pitchforks we need metaphorical uh running these people out of uh town on a rail we don't need to do it physically but i i do understand we we are we are at a tipping point or we at least approaching a tipping point where we have to decide are we a nation of laws and sovereignty and protection and security, or are we an open border society that people can come and go and do as they wish when they get here? What are we? What do we want to be? And in my estimation, uh, Donnie, uh, yeah, I, I think we're at a very dangerous place where if people are going to make that decision uh, and choose the second rather, the, the latter rather than the former, um, we, we really, really have a fight on our hands. Again, it will not be a physical one in that regard, but it will be a fight that we absolutely have to win uh, by pushing these people out of power. Uh, and, and I will not call for anybody to go to debt. That's what Antifa does. And again, modern day torches and pitchforks is what Antifa does. When they go into these cities and they block traffic and they attack people and they punch people and they smack them in the head with bike locks and do all these other things to make um, Republicans and conservatives and Trump supporters not feel welcome. Remember that whole mantra last year about push up on them, create a crowd. That's, that's the modern day version of tar and feathering. That's what they do. It's not what we do. Jim in West Park on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Jim. Go ahead. Yeah, you can kill two liberals with one truth. I want you to ask Peter a, uh, a question for me about the Flynn case. And I, I'm, I don't understand. I mean, the judge wanted subpoenaed records turned over from Mueller, and Mueller told him to go screw himself. Is Flynn keeping his plea to protect his, his, plea to protect his son, his house, or to, to, sue, to sue the government and get his house and his wife and his dog and his banjo back? Jerome Corsi he's going to uh, he's going to be in court, uh, D.C. court today, suing the government for what they did. Thanks for taking my call, Bob. You got it, Jim. I appreciate it. And yeah, General Flynn is in a really t- a strange spot. The judge did demand all of the things that you just pointed out, and Mueller said no, uh, too bad. Uh, but then the judge ripped Flynn, saying his guilty pleas proved that he did some really, really bad things, and he sees him almost as a terrorist, or not a terrorist, a traitor to the country, being treasonous. Um, of course, that's insane, but that's how he worded it, and then later backtracked on that. But he also pushed off the sentencing of General Flynn so that he could be more cooperative with the Mueller investigation. Mueller, of course, already praised him as being wholly cooperative and very, very uh, helpful in uh, helping them to conduct their business. Um, and now the judge sent him back basically to give more so he can uh, perhaps have that sentence reduced even less. Uh, but uh, that, of course, is because the judge in this case, in that particular case, it appears to me, is like so many other members of the, of the swamp. Uh, anything that they can do to try to take down Donald Trump. Anything that they can do to try to assist Mueller in getting enough information to take down Donald Trump. Uh, yes, that corruption goes to the judiciary as well. All right, it's uh, 947. I want to get my time out here because I want to come back and tell you more about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the half-witted bartender from outside the Bronx who somehow thinks 
she has been empowered to be the new dictator of the United States of America. Wait until you hear this new deal, the Green New Deal. I'll tell you about that next right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Goodbye, all you know is when I'm with you, I make you free and swim through your veins. Thanks, Bob. It's an uneventful morning on the highways. We are running along smoothly. We are accident incident free on all your major arteries. Everything's up to speed and you're moving well. You're getting where you're headed on time on this Thursday morning. This report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance customizes your coverage, so you only pay for what you need. Go to LibertyMutual.com for a customized quote and you could save. David Sprouse, AM 1420, The Answer. You wanted to be a teacher when you were little. But as you grew up, things changed. Teaching just didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you decided to become something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Interesting and innovative things are happening in teaching today. So it's time to put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. So, um, Alexandria. She claims to grow have grown up poor in the Bronx. She grew up much, much better than that uh, in, the, uh, in Westchester, uh, near the Bronx. Lived in a very, very affluent neighborhood. Went to a very, very expensive private school. Uh, but was trying to sell herself as Jenny from the block. That uh, she's this, uh, you know, rising success story. This uh, Latina from from the Bronx, impoverished. Now she's in Congress, and uh, it's, it's a joke. But <clears throat> outside of her phoniness, she's one one thousand twenty fourth Bronx, kind of like uh, uh, Liz Warren is one one thousand twenty fourth Native American. She's getting a ton of attention. She's getting a ton of attention for her radical ideas, and people are paying attention. Not just getting attention, but people are listening. And I want you to listen now as I share with you the danger of the new face of the Democrat Party. You have to listen to this. The Green New Deal is what Ocasio-Cortez is invoking frequently in media appearances and rallies. And she's getting more and more support for it. What is it? It is a full-on totalitarian takeover of your personal life by the federal government, all in an attempt to combat climate change and to uh, bring about social justice. Not even kidding. The proposed rule change uh, for the upcoming 116th Congress would require the creation of a special committee, a select committee, for a Green Deal. This committee would be responsible for creating a plan by January 1st of next year, 2020, with corresponding draft legislation soon after. The text of the rule change lays out the committee's jurisdiction and required areas of action. Its scope and mandate for legislation legislation authority amounts to a radical grant of power to Washington over Americans' lives, homes, businesses, travel, banking, and more. Early on under jurisdiction... The document makes clear its grandiose philosophical vision. The select committee shall have authority to develop a detailed national, industrial, economic mobilization plan 
for the transition of the United States economy to become greenhouse gas emissions neutral and to significantly draw down greenhouse gases from the atmosphere and oceans to to promote economic and environmental justice and equality. In addition to achieving its goal of meeting 100% of national power demand through renewable resources, the document also repeatedly states that the Green New Deal will advance non-environmental projects, such as social, economic, racial, regional, and gender-based justice. (laughs) The Ocasio-Cortez Green New Deal plan also says it would virtually eliminate poverty. (laughs) The plan for a Green New Deal and its draft legislation shall recognize that a national industrial economic mobilization of this scope and scale is a historic opportunity to virtually eliminate poverty in the United States and to make prosperity, wealth, and economic security available to everyone participating in the transformation. More specifically, Ocasio-Cortez's plan calls for, within 10 years, a series of lofty overhauls of American life. The installation of a national energy-efficient smart grid. Upgrading every residential and industrial building for state-of-the-art energy efficiency, comfort, and safety. Eliminating greenhouse gas emissions from the manufacturing, agricultural, and other industries, as well as from America's transportation and infrastructure network. Funding massive investment in reducing existing greenhouse gases. By the way, massive investment, of course, requires what? Money to invest. Where's the money coming from? Well, that's the good part. It comes from you and from me as they confiscate up to 75% of our income. Between its calls for upgrading homes and overhauling travel, public infrastructure, and even the way Americans consume electricity, the plan leaves virtually no facet of everyday life untouched. Think of how often you don't use electricity to imagine how much of your average day the plan wouldn't impact. The proposed committee would also have seemingly total oversight of American industry, with a mandate for pushing union membership. Under scope of the plan, a section on labor states the committee's final plan shall, quote, require strong enforcement of labor, workplace safety, and wage standards that recognize the rights of workers to organize and unionize free of coercion, intimidation, and harassment, and create the creation of meaningful quality career employment. This half-wit, 28-year-old airhead who should be cheerleading somewhere based on looking at her is essentially authorizing or calling for a full and total governmental takeover of your life, your job, industry, infrastructure, virtually everything. In the interest of climate change or environmental concerns and social justice. Later in the same document, Cortez's plan imagines creating a national jobs force to help people participate in this transition. The Green New Deal, she says, or it says, shall provide all members of our society across all regions and all communities the opportunity, training, and education to be a full and equal participant in the transition, including through a job guarantee program to assure a living wage job to every person who wants one. Finally, she touches upon something 
that is tangible here. The recognition that there are millions and millions of Americans who don't want jobs because they're lazy arses who leech off of the rest of society's hard work. Do you know how many unemployed people there are in this country right now by choice because the system is so good to them? Now, these idiots behind this Green New Deal are going to create millions more because of social justice. The plan also imagines creating governmental support for transitioning minority communities. The deal shall ensure a just transition for all workers, low-income communities... environmental harm, including by ensuring that local implementation of the transition is led from the community level. More, Ocasio-Cortez sees this plan as being a vehicle through which social equality might finally be realized, as it will use reparations to right historical injustices, mitigate deeply entrenched racial, regional, and gender-based inequalities in income and in wealth, including without limitation, ensuring that federal and other investment will be equally distributed to historically impoverished, low-income, deindustrialized, or other marginalized communities in such a way that builds wealth and ownership at the community level. I'm going to stop here because i got top of the hour coming, and i got uh, cursing out coming. There's a little bit more on it yet, but this insanity, this full-on socialist governmental takeover, this totalitarian, near-dictatorial plan, is not being criticized by Democrats. Nobody is stepping up and telling her to shut up. Nobody is standing up and telling her to sit down and to take her radical Bernie Sanders on steroids plan off somewhere. Freshman 28-year-old senator who's a liar about where she's from, they're not standing up to her, which indicates what? They're either afraid of her and her growing popularity, Or they agree with her. Either case, very dangerous for the United States of America. I'll get Kirsten out of way in on this as well as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer, right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 